everybody. Welcome to episode 274 of Magic the Amateuring. That's right. You're listening to a podcast. That's my guitar solo. Oh, I'm really glad because it's not like we have any music that interests no, the show. No, 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 no. This is the, certainly the first thing that people are hearing. Yep, correct. Separate from anything else. Yeah, and I've been working really hard on my sweet riffs. Yeah. My licks. Yeah. My Fender babies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and there you These go. These are all definitely guitar terms. And uh, I just want to share them all with you today for yeah. episode 274. It's a special number. 274. You're listening to a podcast that's about magic, by magic, for magic. From magic. From magic. To magic. That's right. Whether you are new to the game, returning to the game, or just want to be more involved in your Magic the Gathering community, we're here for you, buddy. My name is Maria, and I am one of your hosts. (laughs) My name is one of your hosts, and I'm a Megan. (laughs) (laughs) And on today's episode, all about Dominaria. Yay! Mm -hmm. The pre-release was last weekend, and it was super fun. Lots of people coming out and playing. Um, The scuttlebutt. If I may, I know we're not on Ixalan anymore, but the scuttlebutt yeah. has been... Wait. What? I don't think that scuttlebutt is an exclusively sailor term. <laughs> I think scuttlebutt <laughs> means gossip whether you're on a boat or not. <laughs> I thought it was specifically boat gossip. I don't think so. I think that it's like old British high tea time. Oh, you would say it at high tea? I think I would say the word hey, scuttlebutt at high tea. You had the scuttlebutt about Marin George. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I, I heard he saw her ankle in the bedroom. I'm going to Google, is scuttlebutt a pirate word? Great Google right there. Classic Google. But yeah, we're going to talk all about the pre-release. We went to not one, but two pre-releases this weekend. Had a super fun time. We're going to talk about what we build and what we thought think of the sealed format so far as we kind of look ahead to some Grand Prix that are going to be playing in sealed. Maybe we're going down to your uh, lo- local game store playing some sealed. What? It is a pirate term. <laughs> What does it say? Scuttlebutt, a term used to describe gossip, but originally the drinking fountain on a ship. So it's like around the water no cooler, way. but pirate style. No way. That's what they say. The, it is a drinking fountain on a ship. Yeah, which actually makes me call it a question. When, when? Okay, like it's like a like a barrel. Okay, so they're all they're all huddled huddled around the, 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 the water, water barrel, barrel exactly. on this pirate ship. I love it. I'm yes. so glad that they were talking about America's Got Talent back then in 1432. Exactly. On the ocean waves. Blue. Great and wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. This, anyway, the scuttlebutt's been the sense great, so we're going to talk about that. Was, and then I look forward to draft, which we'll be able to do starting next week, so that'll be really exciting. That's right. We're also going to talk about Brawl. Yeah. Because everybody's getting into it. It's the party that if you're not attending... Why aren't you there? I don't know. It's like prom. If you're an upperclassman, you're going to it. Or you're going to go in the parking lot and just hang out and listen to tunes. <laughs> so you did a prom? No, I went to prom too okay. many times. What do you mean? There was rules at our school. So you could go, you know, as a junior or senior, yeah. of course. But you could attend if you were asked by an upperclassman while you were a freshman or sophomore. Gotcha. See you in a bunch. Oh. And it just wasn't special anymore. Right. Like, go twice if you're going to go. You know what I mean? Like, that was too many proms. That's all I have to say. For all the people listening who are still in their prom going years. Yeah. <laughs> all dozen of you. <laughs> Please tweet at us with the hashtag, my prom going years. 
I should share a picture of what I wore to one of my proms because it's the most 90s dress that you could ever imagine. Nice. It was two pieces. That's um, all I'll say. My favorite prom dress was like a retro 80s dress. Cute. Um, that was like completely, the top half was like completely blue sequined. It was like electric <gasps> blue sequined. Yes. And then it had like, it was like, this giant ruffle skirt that came down to my knees. It was like like five tiers of like super ruffly ruffles that were in like a, the, that metallic blue fabric. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was great. We had some good stuff going on back then. All right. <laughs> we're also gonna talk about modern. Megan's gonna give us a modern update. What is she playing? What's she not playing? And why? That's Plus, right. We've got this uh, pack of Dominaria here that we won through hard fought battles on a pre release mm-hmm. that we're going to crack and play Flavor Text Theater movie pitches for you, our favorite game to play when we have a new set. So I'm pretty excited to see uh, what will be coming to theaters near you this summer. That's uh, Dominaria themed. That's right. That's how quickly we're going to churn these blockbusters yep. out. Yeah, it's going to be the production value. Insanely low. Yes. Very, very low. Very low. Speaking of low production value, but high goodness. <laughs> but high general value. Yes. You should check out uh, the completely and a- completely accurate. I can't remember even what the title is. The accurate and unquestionably, unquestionably accurate and. Oh, goodness. Wow. We really did a great job naming this. We named a show uh, that you can watch on Wizards YouTube channel. Um, on YouTube, which is usually where YouTube channels are found. The completely accurate and unquestionable. <laughs> the completely, completely and unquestionably accurate. Great. There we go. Okay. It's the completely and unquestionably accurate history of Dominaria. That's right. That Meg and I produced for uh, Wizards of the Coast, and it's the story of Dominaria starting back with the original set. So it starts with Urza's back in Urza's birth. day. Yeah, uh, and it's got some delightful cameos in it. Oh, wonderful! By which I mean performances, because they're not cameos; they're the real yeah. deal. They're in the the whole thing. Um, James. T- <laughs> Why did I? You almost I like name? no. I like knew it, but then I was like, "That's wrong. That's someone else." <laughs> and I was like, "Nope, uh, that's correct." Okay, that's and great. Ashlyn Rose uh, are both in it, and so, Marshall Sutcliffe, and Marshall Sutcliffe. That's right. Who you may or may not know, <laughs> whatever. But they're all in it, and it's a great. <laughs> if you don't know him, just go to a GP and look around for the tallest person. <laughs> And that's him. And say hello. Yeah. Wearing the nicest watch. Oh, yeah. It's definitely the nicest watch. This is a very long intro. It is. But I want, people to, I want people to learn about this. We spent a lot of time on these, and they're very funny. And if you yeah. want to get caught up yes. on the old story of Dominaria, it's great. check it out. It's going to be in three parts. Only one part yeah. has been released as of this recording. So two more are on the way. It is so much fun. Just a little bit more business before we start the show. And that is to say thank you. To everybody who's become a patron uh, since our last show, thank you so much. That's right, everyone. If you are supporting us on patreon.com slash mtacast, um, we so appreciate it. It really means the world to us. You keep this podcast on the airwaves and broadcasting out of your cat's mouth. Yeah, for as little as $1.25 an episode, go to, head over there and you can become a member of the Less Than 1% Club. Get access to our Discord chat mm-hmm. and an RSS feed that updates with everything that we put out. Everything we, we post out into the world, we also put on Patreon, so you have easy access to it there. And uh, it's wonderful because we're producing more videos than ever before as well. So it's not just the podcast that you're helping support. It's all of our stuff. That's right. Um, if you support us on Patreon, you'll also get um, the geographic location of a special mountain mm. where if you climb to the top of that mountain um, and shout into the heavens any question that you have, yes, um, we our voices will hear it wherever we are and we'll shout back at you. Yeah. Any questions? Um, the answers to your questions. No questions. That's too right. Silly. Um, 
there's also Discord, which you get access to. So, <laughs> which is another way to do that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you as well to cardkingdom.com slash MTACast. Head over there for all of your Dominaria needs. Do you need packs to draft with? Do you need cards to put in your standard deck or your brawl deck? Do you need a brawl general? That's the word I'm going to use. Do you need anything yeah. from like these sweet ultra pro accessories? Cardkingdom.com slash MTACast. You can even ask for a sticker with your order. That's right. If you're like, give me an MTACast sticker, we'd be like, say please. But even if you didn't, they'd give you one. Yeah, that's so nice there over there. They really are. Just the They're best so place nice. to buy cards and stuff. It's delightful. Hey, everybody, let's talk about the Dominaria pre-release. It happened. It sure did. Next subject. Whoa, you want to move on to the next no. segment already? We've said literally nothing about we said we what, said what, that it what happened, happened. So I think we covered that. Okay, great. All right, Dominario pre-release. To mark the occasion of the pre-release, I asked Megan a very yes. special question. I texted yes. her. I said, Megan, what if we wrote haikus about the pre-release? That's right. I didn't reply. And Maria just sent me haikus until <laughs> one in the morning. That's a that's a true story. You know, sometimes you just feel like you need to write a haiku. Yeah. Also, um, I only didn't reply because I was really tired. Okay, that's fair. I wrote two because of, you didn't reply. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't write these, but I'm going to send it. I'm anyway. really sorry that you felt like I was squashing your artistic <laughs> inclinations like that. I really didn't Look, mean it was, to. It was one in the morning. Let's get that's real. That's true. Like I said, I was tired. <laughs> Here is what I came up with. The, uh, to kind of wrap up the pre-release experience. Check out this saga! Cloud Raider Sphinx is better. Dominaria. <laughs> That's nice. Very That's, nice. And that one I, it will be explained a little bit later. Here's my second one. Hold on. Before we go, can I also yeah. tell you why I didn't reply? Sure. <laughs> okay. Not to, like, look, I, underst I understand, um, like, the importance of haiku. Yeah. As a, a poetic form. Sure. Um, I think that they're great. That being said, I don't know that I understand them. What do you mean? Like when I'm reading a haiku, I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I mean that like, I don't get it. Why it's five, seven, five. Exactly. Like, I, I feel like the, that, um, that structure to me doesn't feel inherently poetic the way like iambic pentameter does. What if it was six, four, six? That, I don't know. I don't know if all that right, would work. All right, well, we got to do some experiments. Yeah, so anyways, I feel like haikus are hard for me. <laughs> That's fine. You only have to sit through one more. Okay. <laughs> Mox Ruby, Mox Jet, Power 9 has new meaning. Yargle Frog Spirit. <laughs> there you go. I'm done. <laughs> Those were delightful. I'm not saying that I don't like haikus. I think haikus are great. I'm just saying for some reason my brain hears an, a haiku and it's like, that's difficult for me to hold on to. I mean, it's very small. It is very small. <laughs> Those were lovely. You know, uh, snap, snap, snaps. Yeah, we had to play tribute to Yargle, of yeah. course, because everyone loves Yargle. And you managed to open a foil pre-release promo Yargle. I did. Which is currently worth $3,000. That's what I've heard. <laughs> that's what be. I've heard. Yeah, overall, let's just start big picture. What did you think of playing Dominaria for the first time? I had a great time. Yeah. It was so much fun. Um, I felt like every game that I played was super interesting. Um, they felt, like, interactive. Yeah. They felt very, like, um, 
a lot of the play felt like very intuitive. It was just like, oh yeah, like these games, um, they feel very much like classic magic. Right. It felt like a core, like a core set, but being, but like still having all of the interesting dynamics, like still tons of interesting play to them. But like, there's something very like, like essential bedrock. magic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that has been, that sentiment's been echoed all over with this set. People are finding it really nostalgic, like you said, to play these cards. I mean, there's literal reprints from the beginning of Magic, yeah. first of all. But second of all, it's a super fair point because I think the color identities in this set are doing precisely what their color wants to always do, right? Yeah. Red is hasty. It's burning your face. White is being vigilant and justice and making knights. You know, like yeah. this is very, very core Classic. to what white does. Green is just like, here's some big green beasties. Yeah. Here's a phallus. That's super green. Yeah. And black is like demons and stuff. Yeah. Blue is- sphinxes. Yeah. Gin. Yeah, that's just classic magic right It does right feel there. very classic. Yeah, I really liked it too. It was a lot of fun. I didn't feel like any game was... I was never bored in any yeah. game that I was playing. There was always interesting things that were happening or that mm-hmm. I had to be aware of. Can I just say this to Sagas? A plus. Sagas are awesome to play with. Yeah. They're so much fun. I, I love, love them. them. Playing them, I'm sad that I won't see them all the time. Yes. Because I like them so much. They're so cool. Yeah. They make for so many interesting decisions. You're like... They're uh, great. When am I playing this saga? Like Song of Fraley's, for example, is a yeah. classic like build around me saga. You want Thalids and you don't want to cast it early in the game. You want to cast it late and yeah. then just dominate with them. Yeah. Uh, Phyrexian scriptures. You have to be... Great. Even though that card is insane. You know, if your opponent has artifacts in play, artifact creatures or whatever, you have to yeah. think about that before you cast it and like... Absolutely. Think three turns down the road. How am I best going to utilize mm-hmm. this? Or or like when you're playing against Time of Ice and you're just oh, like... Oh, yes. Oh, like I want to attack them right now, but like that'll tap my creatures. They'll get bounced later on. That sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I played against the time of ice um oh excuse me thank you uh but it was really interesting because i you know i saw it coming it was like i see the future and the future is scary so i have to amend but like it doesn't matter right yeah yeah i love the saga's fantastic design absolutely i hope we see them in the future again because they're just so much so much fun to play with yeah overall uh yeah a super sweet set uh some cards that i think were early uh, early announcing themselves early on as overperforming as I hinted at one in my first haiku was Cloud Reader Sphinx. That card's oh, busted. Yeah. Three, four, flyer for five. Scry two. Nice. I mean, like, seriously, that card's better than a lot of rares. Yeah. <laughs> Flyers are really good in general, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. Um, I would say that my second draft was, like, carried basically by flyers. I was just like, sealed, well. Sealed, you mean? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, my second sealed pool is just sort of like, all right, like, there's, I don't have a lot of, like, busted stuff that I'm doing, but like I'll play all of the Avon three twos that I have yeah, man. and just be like, eventually one of them will get through. And that, f- that three, four body is just so good at that rate too. Yeah. Oh, cloud reader Sphinx. That uh, brings me to a card that I was main decking. Yeah. In both of my, in both of my sealed pools. Oh, here we go. Pierce the sky. Yep. Pierce it was so good. Two seven to a creature with flying. It's so good. You just need it. The yeah. flyers are out of control in this set. Yeah. Sarah Angel, everybody had one. Exactly. There's there's so many of them. <laughs> there's so many of them. Yeah. I was I never sad totally to fair. have it. 
I think that's same with um, I always main decked if I had it enchantment removal. Yes, this is a very important point. Broken bond, which is what I like to call Nissa's fu, is yeah. uh, a card you should be playing your main. Nissa's walk away. Nissa's walk away. She's done. Uh, what was the one you're playing in white? I can't remember the um, name of it. I don't remember the name either. It's, it's like two in white. Yeah, for an instant, you destroy it and you gain four. Yeah. Great. Yeah, both these cards. So good. 100%. Yeah. Put them in your sealed deck if you're playing this format. 100%. They're so good. They're going to hit a saga. They're going to hit uh, so, like on Sarah's wings, which raise yeah. your hand if you lost that card this weekend. I'm raising my yeah. hand. I bet you are too. So I didn't because I was main <gasps> decking enchantment removal. See, this is where we need to be. Yep. Speaking of ways to deal with creatures are enchanted, blink of an eye. Yeah. Grossest card in the set, but oh boy. Yeah. can I just say that card is amazing. Yeah, it's so good. Bounce, kick it. You can draw, draw a card. card. Oh yeah, right I love this card. Be. This card is everything I ever want in my life. I'm not afraid of your fungal infections anymore. I'm not afraid of your you know five mana That's banishing impressive. light or whatever it's called. I'm not afraid of anything because I have a bounce spell. Yeah, I love this card. Great. Yeah, blue, very strong. I had a feeling of, uh, yeah. while I was playing this set. But I also had a lot of fun playing Thalids. Yeah. Thalid salads with slime foot. Little saprolings. Let me open, let me crack open my old box here and yeah. try and remember what I made. I had a slime foot in my second one. Slime foot's so great. Did you so, play slime foot? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. I cast him because I was playing this card, rare that's busted, Forebearer's Blade. Oh. So good. Sick. It's so good. Uh, and I loved that it like made me, because you know, like we've been so programmed to be like cast creatures in your second main phase. But it made me think about things like, I'm going to attack with this. Is there a creature in my hand that I want it to auto-equip to? Yeah. Like if it dies in combat, like, okay, I'll play that creature now so that like I'm going to attack in and like now it'll auto-equip to this thing if it dies. And I just made, there were times when I made a bunch, like a bunch of saprolings with like the, the, th- Four mana instant. Sword. Yeah, and then like you just put it on there. It's like, okay, I'm attacking you with a four one trampler. Yeah. Uh deal with it. And, and there's like, gonna be more on the way. And if you block, like you're still gonna take some damage, and then it's just like this it just auto equips. That's yeah. it's so yeah, and it's just like, okay, now it's gonna go over here. Speaking of busted rares, helm of the host. Oh gosh. Yeah, I had that one too. That card's nuts. On the first nutty. day. That was a different day, but Helm of the Host, so good. So Skittering Surveyor was a nice little artifact friend that oh, I yeah. had both days to help fix my mana. I played three color in across both days, which I think is important, too. Um, and Skittering Surveyor was extra, extra important in helping me yep. get there. And I like this little card. I saw a lot of three color. Um, I played that. I played um, Grow from Ashes. Oh, yeah. I played Great. two of those day mm-hmm. one. I had this sweet combo, Voltaic Servant with Traxos, Scru- Scourge of Krug. 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 People were like, wait a second. Scourge of Krug. You didn't play a historic spell. How are you untapping Traxos? And I was like, hello, Volta- Voltaic Servant on duty. Yeah. Untap. Boom. Nice. I've got a 7-7 Trampler. That was a silly little combo that I had fun with. Pretty These knights, sweet. by the way. Knight of Malice yeah. and Knight of Grace. Ooh, I had a Knight of Grace. Great. These cards are very, very strong. And like, yeah. you think of Danatha. Uh, who I had in my pool the first day and uh-huh. was in my deck. She's gr- gr- ab- absolutely fabulous. Yeah. But like Knight of Grace is kind of like a mini Danatha. Oh, yeah, absolutely. First anyway. Strike Vigilance for yeah. two. Oh, boy. My Blessed pool, Light. Great. Gideon's Approach. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? My first pool had so much removal. It also had Seal Away. Great. Yeah. Saperling Migration. Um, Instant. 
Wait, no, not that no, one. No, no, no. I'm thinking, thinking of, of the four mana one, yeah. which I did not realize was an instant until someone cast it on me on their end step, and I was just like, or on my end step, and I was like, like, oh, that's an instant. The card's insane. Like, I'm really glad I was. I happened to be in a position where I didn't like get got by it. Yeah. But I was like, you should have waited because I did not know that was an instant. Like, you could have really got me. Especially if you're playing a card like what's her name? Uh, Sisay's Shana. 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 Yeah. Boom, Shauna's huge. Oh, yeah. Sampling Migration. We did a vlog, by the way, from our two pre-releases. You yeah. can check it out on this Wednesday on YouTube.com slash MTACast, where we reveal the playtest name of Sampling Migration. That's right. We're not going to tell you right now. You have to go over you there. You have to watch it because it is so cute and adorable. So cute. And wonderful. So, yeah, check check that video out on Wednesday. But, yeah, I had a Shauna in my first, in my first deck, which I was splashing black for some two eviscerates. Nice. And uh, stuff like that. And um, had a Evera Halcyon Witness. Yeah. Which was, you know, busted, obviously. I splashed for a, um, for the, the five mana black white legend, um, who has death touch and lifelink. Oh yeah. Great. That card's nice. Great card. And then also for an eviscerate. Um, and maybe, oh, and the, uh, the eldest reborn. I really <laughs> like that card. That card is an uncommon yeah that's a scripture or excuse me a saga that's that's uncommon that i think feels like a rare yeah in a lot of ways it does that's one where they like first they sacrifice a creature then they discard and then you return a creature or planeswalker from um any graveyard to the battlefield yeah doesn't matter yeah you can steal from somebody super sweet i opened this mox amber as well it's not the foil one but um you know on it we also made a video prior to the pre-release that was top 10 worst rares you don't want to put in your pre-release pool yep and this was on our list it Mox certainly Amber, was. and a lot of people are fighting back about this yeah and i just want to say we were right we were right <laughs> do you know what we're not saying that you don't want it in general yeah i like mean in you, general you own one yeah great card great. to open and own is it great to put in your deck no it's not it's just like you know what we were right <laughs> I, it's so it's so like count, contrary yeah. to what so many people have been taught in Magic though. Like if you're playing a cube draft or whatever that has access to these or yeah, a mana like ramp, and, yeah, yeah, I'm taking it. it. But the thing is, it's just it's like not. I'm just not doing enough with it in these decks. Like I'm not casting my you know insane um, card that's in my cube. Like the the best creature that I can think of that you could possibly play this with is Tetsuko yeah. Umazawa. That's a two mana legend. Yeah. Like, how many two-mana legends are there even, though? I don't know. Not that many. But I did have a Tetsuko Day 2, and I had my Skittering Surveyor and my Voltaic Brawlers, yeah. and I was attacking for four unblocked with, with Tetsuko in that team, which was nice. kind of a fun thing, too. So, like, yeah, even though this set so on, kind of on its face seems a little simple, there's so many cool interactions that, that yeah. happened. Do you know what my opponent did to me once? What? One game. I was at 36 life. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, this is also in the vlog. And I... Uh, was like, I'm sitting pretty right here. They had a slime foot out, a couple of sapperlings, thalids, excuse me, and they managed to essentially emerge. What's this? What is it called? Torgar. Torgar. And that makes my life total 10. <laughs> yeah. And then because they had um, slime, slime foot. foot, they were able to drain my life down to two. Wow. It was really insane. Anyway, that was a kind of cool thing that That's happened. That's super too. sick. Yeah. I am so excited to draft this set. It's not even funny. Yeah. Uh, Torgar can also bring your life back. Yes. Which is relevant and awesome. Torgar can go the other way. Yeah. Torgar can do a lot of stuff. Torgar. <laughs> what a buddy. 7-6. Seven, 
Yep. The size of a Phyrexian worm, or no, it couldn't possibly be called that. The, which one? Primordial worm? Just like big worm. The big worm. <laughs> big worm. Size Wizards, of the big worm. Call us for card names in the future. We got you. The big worm. We got you. The big worm. <laughs> hey, everybody, there's a fun new format in town, and it wants you to play. That's right. It's recruiting because it's a general, so this is one big military analogy. <laughs> Brawl. Brawl. Yay. Yeah. So um, what's the deal with Brawl? So Brawl is like Commander, where you have a, in this case, we're calling them generals, because they're smaller. I don't know um, what the official word is, but I think that's generals. right. Uh, so you have your, your general, who sits in the command zone like a commander would, <laughs> Just uh, and, your, and your deck has to be the colors of that card. Um, it's color identity, notably, because if you play, what's his name? Joda, the Archmage Eternal or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's five color, technically. It is five color because... Because Joda has a five color, like, thing in his text box. Yeah, yeah. Thing in his text box. Thing in his text box is the technical term. is the technical term for what we're saying. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then you make a 60-card singleton deck. So that means that, aside from basic lands, obviously, uh, you can't have more than a single copy of any given card in your deck. Um, So they're trying to take... Uh, and it's in, only in the standard format, whatever yeah. is standard legal right now. So they're basically trying to take uh, Commander, which some people can find very intimidating to get into, and narrow it down a little bit and say, hey, this is like easier. It's still going to be a ton of fun. You can play 1v1 or you can play in a multiplayer format. Yeah. So it's it's really, for me, this is a great idea because uh, Commander is, is very daunting, right? Yeah. They're 100 card singleton decks, and it's not just standard. It's like the history, it, it goes back a long time. The whole way. The whole thing. Yeah. Like, where do you People even People sit, play start? some really busted Ooh. Commander decks. The answer is the Command Zone. Listen to that podcast yeah. if you want to know more. But for me, for somebody like me, that was a little too much. Um, like, I don't know what a lot of the cards do, and I find that intimidating. So mm-hmm. this, I think, is a fabulous middle ground that we can have to play something similar to Commander. Like, your life total is still 30 or whatever. Yeah. Um, that, But it isn't quite as scary to get into. Yeah. So I'm all about this. It's live on Magic Online. Yeah, you can play Magic Online uh, right now. Right now. It's going to be in Magic Arena pretty soon, probably. Yeah. Um, And I am down. Like, I'm going to build my first deck that I wanted to build was a Tiana Ship's Caretaker deck. That's right. Because you Get those auras. Get those equipments. (laughs) Get that Valduck. I love pants. And she is all Valduck and Tiana's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Valduck's definitely in there. And I'm going to have all these elemental smashing face. Um, Yeah. Get my auras back from the graveyard. Put them on creatures. Yeah. And uh, keep attacking. I think this sounds super fun. Yeah. And I'm going to make it. I don't think it'll be very good. But I do think that hopefully once or twice it'll work. And then I'll be like, oh, this is sweet. I was thinking today, maybe I want to make like a Moldotha the Gravetide. Whoa. Because that card is that's, so cool. That actually sounds like a sick idea. Yeah, right? Like you can like get a bunch of stuff in your graveyard and then you have uh, Moldotha and then you can like play a bunch of other thing, like things get back, it back in the graveyard. I'm excited. So it's like the sweeter Scarab God. Exactly. Do you know what? If you play Scarab God in Brawl, you're Seriously. evil. <laughs> what are you you're doing? You're evil. Why? We get it. Why? You're, we get it. You're a big time spike and you're trying to win. And you're probably right. Everyone is playing one copy of Sorceress Spyglass. Yes. Currently we in their Brawl decks. 
Um, because because of the yes. fear of God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the deal. Like, um, and it has to be a legendary creature for yes, your general. For your general. Hence, uh, Tiana. Tiana. Um, but also why. Dominaria is a great place to start with it. Absolutely. Because there's all of these legendaries. You could choose from so many different things. Yargle could That's be your right. general. Yargle. I don't know what your deck's deal is, but... Y- Mono black Yargle. <laughs> Yargle can swing on in. That's right. For nine damage. Nice. That sounds fun. Um, I was playing around with this with just like some decks that I found uh, online. Uh-huh. And uh, like you said, Sorcerer Spyglass is necessary because you need to stop the Scarab God. Mm-hmm. Or if other people have like Vraska, for example, you can have Planeswalkers as your general and you need to stop their shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, that does it. Scavenger Grounds is another good include for all decks to stop graveyard um, <coughs> stuff that would get <coughs> Megan's general right, good. right out of the way. And, uh, Rude. Yeah, it is rude, like, when you think about it. Somebody said uh, that Baral, a chief of compliance, is absolutely Busterino and should be banned in Brawl. Wow. So, also probably don't play that. if Busterino. <laughs> Unless you want to win a Brawl tournament or something, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, once we have our lists finished, we'll share them with you because... We're excited. I, I want to test them out. Yeah. Um, if you've got a Brawl General that you've got your eye on, tweet at us with the hashtag Brawl for All. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. I saw you coming in for the landing. Yeah, I and was, it was looking 10 for 10 out of 10. Thank you. Brawl for All. Megan, yes. Give that's us that name. sweet, sweet Is modern. Wait, I don't remember what you said your name was at the co-host. Give me the that's sweet, <laughs> sweet modern update. All right. So the last, the not last the last time we met. The, that's right. Um, so tomorrow, which is today for you, yeah, or yesterday. You Tuesday, know what? On April. Tuesday, this day in April, twenty third, twenty fourth. I don't know. Twenty fourth. Uh, we are playing in the semifinals. My team is, uh, playing in the semifinals of the Team Modern Super League. Team Minva. That's right. And I'm super excited, um, because we are, you know, we've, we've gotten this far. This is incredible. You are the ultimate underdog team. For yeah. sure, like well, well, the brew crew, the brew is crew also, also, yeah. So both of you are were the underdog teams, but it was like nobody, you know, if they were coming in and they were betting on this whole thing, they wouldn't be like, I'm betting on this team that yeah. has never been to a pro tour. That's <laughs> right. Well, Sam, Sam, Sam has. has. Sam's top. Um, but yeah, um, we were but playing yeah. against like Hall of Famers and yeah. multiple pro tour top eighters. Um, but I'm very excited because tomorrow, one of our decks that we have submitted is white blue taking turns. Oh yes, many of you know is a pet deck of mine. Yes, we are afraid that it's the one they're gonna ban why um because it seems it feels solid against a lot of their field they have a couple of decks that are just sort of like um creature decks or decks that are very good against creature decks yeah and so it's just like oh if you have a slate of decks that are good against creature decks you want to take out something that is not a creature deck yeah yeah um but we'll see i really hope that i get to play it i would be very happy if that were the case taking turns is like you distilled to your purest form in magic it is do you know when you draw the most cards when you're taking extra turns (laughs) it's a delight um, dictative Crufix, you get to draw two on your upkeep. Oh, Who doesn't want to do that oh. on your draw, on draw, draw step, I mean. 
who doesn't want to? Um, but we've also got uh, Sam has got Tribal Zoo. Wow. Uh, which is a weird little five color aggro deck with uh, the spell Tribal Flames, which yes. is one in a red and it deals X where X is the basic lands uh, types among basic lands you control. And so it's like not basics even. I mean, it's like equal to the types of lands. Yeah. So basically you deal five. With yeah. You two, just deal five. Yeah. Two, to casting cost spell. It's pretty sweet. We've got um, humans. We've got Grishel brand where you Oof. get back yourself, get yourself back a Grishel brand. That deck can yeah. be fast and brutal. Yes. Um, I've seen it win on turn two. I have been yeah. smashed on turn two by that deck. I have had an opponent. It wasn't my turn two. I was playing it, but they like, it was against um, blue light control. Yeah. And they like tap out on t- their turn two for a search for his Kanta. And like on my turn three, I just kill them. <laughs> it's like, okay, you tapped out. Here we go. <laughs> Delightful. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Titan shift again. Okay. So which, so. Um, are, do you know which ones of these you might be piloting? Um, I would probably pilot uh, turns and Titan shift. Okay. Um, I've played the tribal zoo deck a little bit. Not my style, but if it comes, you know, if push comes to shove, I'll try it. Is this different? Um, in the, is it just the tribal flames that is why you're playing it as opposed to like um, normal zoo? It's just that, like, I think it, this is Sam's pick. So the way we did this one is that we each picked a pet deck. Okay, that's cute. And then we each picked a second pet deck, actually. <laughs> um, and so this was his pick because he loves aggro, and he's done, like, regular burn. He's done uh, the red-black burn. And now he was like, I want to try this tribal zoo deck. Oh, that's and awesome. I was like, okay, yeah. Well, um, I love seeing 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 something new too yeah. and modern. It's a it's a sweet deck. And then the other team we're playing against CFB. Uh, amongst them is recent GP Hartford champion Matt Nass. Oh no! And they have Kark Car- Clan Ironworks in their list. And I was like, it felt like that was gonna happen. Yeah, I felt it coming. Yeah, I, but you get so a banana deck. That's true. But I don't know. That deck is stupid. The deck really is. It I. This is how I feel it's about wild. KCI combo. I feel that it is incredibly consistent. Yeah. And um, you can win, you know, turn three win is not um, anywhere near out of the question for that deck. Yeah. It is a misery to play against and misery to play. Probably. Maybe you're having misery fun. Misery to play against. I don't know. You just have to sit there. <laughs> As this artifact yeah. deck is like essentially like doing like crazy eggs things against you. And uh, I was commenting on this deck once at the GP and uh, there's a Boggles player playing against this deck and it was like turn two or turn three and they're going off and the player just kind of like turns around and looks up at the camera face, <laughs> face down camera and just like, what is my life? Yep. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, I feel you, buddy. This... This deck, oof. Yeah. But speaking of hexproof, that was Sam's other pick for his. Pet oh, was deck. it? He was like, I still want to play it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, whatever you want. Whatever it's pet deck want. week. Pet deck week. Yeah, and we, you know, I'm starting to think about, you know, Vegas is coming around the bend. It's true. What are we gonna play? She'll be coming around the bend. She'll when be coming. She comes. <laughs> She'll be coming around the bend. She'll be. <laughs> Coming round the bend. <laughs> She'll be coming round the, the Westgate bend. Casino. She'll be and coming round the bend. She'll be <laughs> around the bend. Come, <laughs> come see Megan's cover band, uh, Hillbilly Songs. <laughs> sort of rewritten volume two. Oh my God. Forming down at the steakhouse Thursday nights. That's right, everyone. <laughs> 
what if you went what if i was like maria come to my show and then you came that was what what happened i would well first of all i would worry that there was some something was happening you'd be worried about me you'd be like is megan okay what's going on Has she been abducted? Like, is she body snatched right now by some alien? Yeah, if you're like, come down to the steakhouse and watch my hillbilly remixes. And then it was songs like I literally just sang what I just sang. You'd be like, I would be on the phone to the ambulance. (laughs) (laughs) One verse in. Oh my! One verse in. What has it been like for you to learn um, these new decks? Like, you know, you weren't like a Grishel brand player or anything like no, that. No, and I also learned Storm. Tour- Storm for um, this for, tournament. For the last two weeks. Um, I've really enjoyed learning. It's great. I feel like I have... Oh, and Dredge. I've learned Dredge, Dredge because of it. Dredge, yep. I feel like I have, like, a way more comprehensive understanding of the modern format now, um, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I just enjoy it. I enjoy knowing about it. And you have that knowledge in your head too when you play yeah. against these decks oh that's one of the biggest things in fact i was talking with someone about like how to play um red green titan shift against dredge yeah and they were talking about like when to crack a relic of progenitus um and i was just like i felt like i had such a better understanding because they were just like they were thinking about it from the perspective of like citing all of these other titan shift players and they're just like well this person you know thinks that you should do it then and i'm just like yeah but do you know what what i'm thinking about and who i've talked to was like other dredge players right who are just like yeah this is when it's worst for me Hmm. for you to do that and i feel like it's so much like it's really important obviously to talk to people who are very good at piloting the deck that you want to pilot but it's also really important to make sure that you're stepping out and being like if you talk to a burn player being like if you're a burn player, what's the worst thing that I can do in this situation exactly. for you as a burn player? For you. Um, if like as a dredge player, what's the worst thing that I can do in this situation for you as a dredge player, as opposed to only ever talking to people who have like are looking at it from the exact same angle that you are. So I feel like it's been super helpful that way. And, you know, coming to your own conclusions too. Like, you know, there's lots of people who are very good at magic and say words about it, but your own experiences are equally as valuable, yes. you know, like, Oh man. Do you want to hear a weird story about that real quick, actually? Because yeah. we talked about it before. Yeah. This relates to the pre-release. Okay. Um, in round two of the first pre-release, I sat down across from someone, and we were just, like, doing the little chit-chat thing. Yeah. It's, like, a, like a kind of an older guy. Um, and I had played... We had played here, like, two different leagues online of sealed Dominaria. Yes. And I played one round there. And so I was, look, like, thinking about this, and we've said this before, like, it feels kind of slow, don't you think, Dominaria? Yes, I agree. Like, I've had multiple people not cast... I've had so... The majority of the games, no one casts anything until turn three. Yeah. Which is unheard of. Like, a lot of times, people are casting thing on, things on two, and you want to make sure that you have a lot of twos. And Your in this stuff format, can get outclassed very quickly, too. There's a 4-4 exactly. four, 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 so, like... Yeah, and, like, it's, if you're just playing, like, a 2-2 two, two for two, um, and, like, you put that in instead of a 4-4 four, for four, 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 like, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Anyways... So, like, with all of this and being, like, Skittering Surveyor, popular three-drop of the format. Yeah. And you're, it's a one-two that gets you a land. So, thinking of all of this, we're chatting. I'm just, like, talking. I'm just, like, oh, yeah, like, Dominaria feels feels really slow. Yeah? And he's just, like, oh, no. <laughs> and I, my gut instinct was to be, like, oh, I must be wrong. And then I was, like, wait a second. I'm I just, not wrong. I just played all this stuff. Like, I, I played all this stuff. And then I just, like smashed his face in. Yeah, man. like i completely like two owed him easily and it was just like oh why did i think for a minute 
that I was wrong. Trusting yourself. Yes. Great in magic. Like when Anyways. I played Grand Prix Vegas last year in Modern, and I played with the little Slippery Boys, yeah. and I played main deck Leyline of Sanctity. Yeah. And uh, Very popular choice for people now. Back then, people were like, you're playing that in the main? Like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, I feel like there's a lot of discard and yeah. all this kind of stuff, so I'm doing it. And now, like, everybody does it. Yeah, Death Shadow was huge at the time. Trust your instincts. Like, you don't want to get freaking thought seized all the time. No way. Anyway, yeah. I'm still mad when I get thought seized. <laughs> <laughs> If you were out there wondering, <laughs> does Megan still hate getting thought seized? The answer is definitely. Who likes getting thought seized? I don't know. Hey, everybody. Before you listen to more of this, we're going to say listen to this. Yes. Which is us saying thanks to Ultra Pro, one of the sponsors of this show. Thank you so much, Ultra Pro. Head to their website, ultrapro.com, or check out their merchandise on a site like, car- site like cardkingdom.com slash mtacast. They've got great gear for all of your magic needs. They're, they're like the number one name in play yeah. mats. It's like you use yes. an Ultra Pro play mat, right? Um, so, and also, if you've been watching the video, you see me fidgeting with um, one of their new, their their little relics. Yeah, these are cool. Um, which are the little, it's like you can use it as a life total thing. Um, you can use it to mark the size of tokens. I like this one because it's a Tarmogoyf. And it's like And it has foil. these little wheels and it's foil and you can mark the size of a Tarmogoyf I love it. that. So it's like, how big is this current Tarmogoyf? Oh, it's a 7-8 because of Special T. Special T. We learned about that on That's Judge right. Rob's episode. Yeah, and uh, these are these are pretty cool. You can buy all their new stuff. They've got this really cool, like, golden abacus that you can use to keep track of your That's life. That's right. Learn how to use an abacus and impress literally everyone around you. Yeah. Gravity dice uh, are always the dice. People are like, where did you get those things? I oh. call them space dice. But space dice. Yeah, they're so good. Oh, man. What? I wish I knew how to use an abacus. Well, you know what? We're going to Google it after this episode. I'm going to go Google it. If you want to teach Megan yourself, you can uh, tweet at us with the hashtag abacus. <laughs> Which is a, uh, just the word abacus, but with a capital, capital U-S. U-S. Yes. Perfect. And, and Perfect. we'll learn together. <laughs> so as a reminder, this week's hashtags have been abacus. Yes. Bra- brawl, brawl for all. all. <laughs> with the, tweeting the name of your brawl general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had one more and I don't remember. Did we? Yeah, we did. Oh, I only thought we had two. No, I think we had one more. What was it about? I don't know. Okay. Well, whatever. Tweet at us. At MTA Cast. The Party for Magic is on Twitter, so check mm-hmm. it out if you haven't already. We're also on Facebook, by the way. Facebook.com slash MTA Cast. Uh, and Instagram. That's right. As MTA Cast on the gram. So gram. Nice. Gram, gram friend us. Gram it up. <laughs> Good gram it up. But yeah, thanks to UltraPro.com for being uh, an excellent sponsor of this show. Flavor Text Theater, Dominaria Movie Pictures Edition. Ooh, whoa, whoa. Oh, the first real life cracking of a Dominaria pack. Whoa. We got a cleric token and a sweet island. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to mix this up in my All hand. Right. So we're going to give you some movie pitches based on the title or flavor or whatever we, the heck we want on these cards. Or uh, perhaps uh, TV shows, that kind of thing. And if you're a producer out there working for some big company, you know what? Um, give us a ring. Yeah, because we know that these are... These are A+. Plus. Gold. Ooh. Okay. You got one? <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay, so... um. 
we're uh, we're in a world that's like in a world in a world that's sort of like um post it's kind of weirdly like post rats of nim or something like that <laughs> where there used to be like you know like um rats you know rats. basically person rats yeah who like are very like thoughtful and all of that sort of stuff you know cognizant rats um except this world has something like there's a huge apocalyptic event in the rat world oh. and they've regressed to oh. being just the normal rats that we know wow. um and so it's about like the the travails of one rat who discovers rats actually used to be basically like people and have like all of these yeah you know like amazing skills and this a whole culture of you know a whole rat culture and then it has like a very twilight zone ending on it where you find out that actually this is the world that we live in oh. and the past as we know it was actually populated by, by rats, sentient rats, rats. It's called Rat <laughs> I'm watching that. <laughs> My Mine is a, uh, I want to say this is a Lifetime original film. Um, and what it is, is there's a Boy Scout troop. And it's, uh, and it's really cool. And there's a lot of little kids in this Boy Scout troop that are just really love scouting. And one day a new kid comes to join the Scout troop. But this new kid has special powers. Like he seems very in tune with the forest and the trees and can like speak to plants and Ooh. feel their feelings. And uh, one of the boys who's a tattletale and like, you know, the, the mean rich kid tells his parents to try and get this kid kicked out when they find out he's an elf. He's an elf. No. Get out of the Boy Scouts. You're not allowed. But then, of course, there's a big moment where he's able to save the Boy Scouts through his tree and nature knowledge that's innate in his bones. And uh, they let him uh, rejoin the troop and they manage to save a forest or something. I don't know. Lanawar Scout. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, okay. This is um, the story of like a, um, a, a boy in contemporary times who decides to be like a traveling bard of old. Oh, but yes. in contemporary times. Um, I love it. And it's like a little bit of magical realism because as he's going along, like, you know, sometimes he like gets himself out of scrapes kind of using an ability that you're like, it feels like kind of uncanny. Um, and he like tells stories that are very immersive for people. So they're always willing to like house him like in an old school bard way. Um, anyways, cool. and his name is Gitu, I guess, because it's Gitu Journey Mage. I'm I'm in for that movie. Right, as well. I would kind of watch That's that. Cool. And like, I like a, that. Uh, in my mind, it has like a very. You remember Beasts of the Southern Wild? No. Movie is great. I don't. I've it's never so heard of good. It. Okay. Um, it has like that kind of like vibe to it. I it can feels see very the vibe contemporary. for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, it feels very contemporary magical realism. Yeah, it's I love really it. Really good. Okay. Anyways, all right. Beasts of the Southern Wild is really good. Go this movie is about a, somebody who works in a greenhouse, and she is really bad at her job. Like, she kills anything that goes in there. Like, yeah. they're like, Sarah, you have got to not be terrible at this. Are you going to be fired? You know, you're gonna just going to be fired. You're horrible. Every plant under your care withers and dies within, like, a day of you coming into contact with it. Problematic. And then, of course, a mysterious figure comes into the greenhouse and is like, I'd like to sell you this. This is very little shop of horrors. And uh, and I can't, I can't, you know, but it looks great. You know, put it up in your window. Well, she takes care of it, of course. And she's like, I'm just going to kill this thing again. I'm going to be fired. Well, the truth is she does kill it. She kills it. But when it dies from it, blooms a tree that has Ooh. like, um, that has like money on it. <laughs> 
I don't know what. It's a tree that grants something. Like maybe it grants wishes. Maybe it has money on it. I'm not really sure. Okay. Um. But when and she's like becomes very famous from her for ability to, to kill these plants, which she has bred, and upon their death, something new and even better grows from wow. it. Wow. And weird. Uh, but the problem is when she spends the money that she's um, found off of these trees, or when anybody does, then uh, bad things happen to them. <gasps> Weird. And so she has to stop and start over. Death bloom salad. Oh, I like it. Weird, <laughs> but I like it. In my mind, the things that she kills are to basement. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this is like Braveheart, but goblins, goblin war chief. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I didn't have that much time to think this one. Okay. Um, I can do my next one if you want. Oh, okay. So I was thinking about. about okay. It. Okay, so this is kind of. Um, uh, there was an old comic that I used to read called Archie and Mahidabel. It's actually like a book. I think Anyways, you talked about it before. Yeah, we've on talked the show. about it weird, before weirdly. Um, but it's like uh, a cat and a roach who are friends. I think she's a roach. I don't remember actually now. Weird. Anyways, but one of the stories that has stuck with me for forever is um, how they, one of them was walking. I want to say it was the cat was walking by a graveyard at night. And, um, and all of the ghosts of the people who are buried there can't leave because they're tethered still to their bodies. Uh, and so this is a story like Spooky. that, except it is like a it's a very, very like an, an ages old um, grave site and kind of like a very rural, remote place. And it's just basically like the goings on of all the ghosts that are still it. tethered there in that area. It's called Woodland Cemetery. That's great. It's also more rare. I love that. Isn't okay. it weird the stuff that sticks with you? It, it sure is. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, this this movie <laughs> is about parallel universes and alternate uh -huh. realities, which are woven in um, amongst us mm -hmm. uh, on a daily basis. And what happens to this protagonist is every time they go to sleep and wake up, they're in a new parallel universe. So uh -huh. everything is, you know, is kind of like eerily the same and yet a few things will be different uh -huh. and they're trying to you know will the next leap be the journey home <laughs> will be the leap home or whatever yeah. uh blink of an eye nice uh okay so this this is a uh this is a contemporary teen movie um <laughs> and it's about um a boy in high school who accidentally runs afoul of some school witches Ooh. who it turns out are like legit witches yes and he keeps he keeps bumbling around and running afoul of them and they keep cursing him again and again and again <laughs> and it's just like a classic like teen yeah. kind of like comedy like rom-com uh it's called arvad the curse <laughs> that's great Mine is also a teen movie uh, about a track star who um, all of a sudden one day uh, beats another player, another runner from another school arrival. And, um, oh gosh, I'm, this is going to be another witch thing. I got to rethink this. Okay. okay, it's a track star. They're a track star. They somehow get injured in, while they're running around the track and they can't. They can't run anymore, and it's the, the worst thing that's ever happened to them. They're, like, hobbling around. I'm imagining their ankles still broken, like, turned wow. on a 90-degree angle, yeah. uh, and um, their life is over. However, one day they're just, like, so mad. They still have the cast on, and they're just like, that's it. I'm just going to still run no matter what because I have to run. Wow. And uh, they run, and it's, like, a really weird, awkward run. But what not happens... Not medically recommended BTW. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. No, this is not a medical podcast. No. No. Uh, when they run, some they've, they've activated some kind of magical, like... <laughs> thing that happens when they're uh -huh. running in this bizarre way that's able to influence events around him. What? Uh, yeah. Run amok. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. Uh, okay, so this one is um, this is like a conspiracy, a, a film about a conspiracy where uh, in this world yeah. there was a bunch of footage of aliens, like alien landings on Earth that people were like, "This is proof," and it was like available on all of these, like you could like see video footage of it, but uh, it keeps getting like it keeps disappearing from Whoa. from the internet where people are trying to watch it and they're just like, "There's right, like proof where is out there," but it just keeps getting pulled away, pulled away, and then it uh, so one woman goes on a search for the footage she's like it's got to be right it's got to be held somewhere all of this proof has got to be somewhere uh and eventually she finds a trail towards the the one guy who's been trusted to pull all of this off of the web and just like store it oh it's called vodalian arcanist vod video on demand alien (laughs) arcanist That's definitely an X-Files episode. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. This film is uh, uh, an episode of Twilight Zone again. Mm-hmm. This set lends itself well, in which a woman who has been spurned by uh, a boyfriend to did her wrong goes to see, you know, a, a, a fortune teller of some sort. And uh, the fortune teller is like, okay, you want to get back at this guy? That's what you got to do. You've got to go and get some of his blood and mix it in with this vat of fat that I have in my office. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're going to make a candle out of it. And once the candle burns all the way down to the bottom, your heart will be healed. And she's like, oh, sick. So this is probably going to kill him or whatever, right? Whoa. Like, okay. I'm in deep. Yeah. Like, I, I got into myself this. into this, and I'm going to do it. And she manages to, like, s- sneak into the, let's say, let's say he, <laughs> there's some easy access to his blood somehow. <laughs> I don't sure. know what. She works at an American Red Cross sure, and a regular donor. There we go. And uh, she gets his blood, the fat, and the whole thing. And um, as, as she burns the candle, which burns very slowly, she realizes uh, as she goes through her, you know, this takes like a week or so, in her life, um, people will just uh, start to stop responding when she's talking or they won't know that she's in the room. Uh, like glass doors activated won't open when she tries to go through them, <sighs> stuff like this, until she realizes when it's too late that when the candle comes to the bottom, she has burned her own life out. Whoa! <laughs> Creepy! <laughs> and so like, she's like, uh, the person's like, well, you're healed now that you'll never feel pain ever again. Wow. Yeah. Blood tallow candle. Blood tallow candle. That... Is great. <laughs> That's great. Let's that could, do it. That could be a legit one. Let's make that. Okay. Done. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one I pick. Let's make that movie. Okay, we're making okay. Blood Tell Candle. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this one is like a this is like once again a nineties rom com um about a woman who uh it's just like she's she's like a like the has it all businesswoman. Yeah. And she's so good at everything. Um, but she keeps finding that she's not satisfied in her job. So she keeps leaving and starting new jobs. And like immediately the people in the new job also love her because she's just so good at everything. She's just like consummate businesswoman. She's great at it all. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter until finally um, she, she just keeps looking. She's like, why am I not satisfied with these jobs until someone is like, Hey, did you ever think that it's like, it's not your ability to do the job? Well, it's like your emotional commitment what the job means to you she's like oh cool but it's called joyra's familiar because like she's familiar with that job (laughs) joyra's familiar exactly like oh can can joyra's familiar exactly can joyra handle filing this court case joyra's familiar oh joyra's familiar no big deal My final film is uh, about somebody who just lives a pretty ordinary existence um, and wishes for something better and every, and every day. And one day, and one day they find out that they're actually a, a god. 
they wow, were they okay. were a god and now it's time to activate their powers and become a god of this land and uh you know, all the trials and tribulations that come from just finding out all of a sudden you're a hey, god. You're a god. <laughs> Invoke the divine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Pretty sure that's got to have been made a movie. Yeah. Something like that. Like Evan Almighty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. there we go. But we could make a better one. We'll this make is a better, like up a better. Yeah. Okay, uh this one is about um a guy in like olden times, um, who is apprenticed to a knight. Uh, and he's like, you know, he's the person who has to just like always like saddle his horse and like polish his armor and do all the drudge work. Oh, yeah. I forget what that person is called. Squire. Squire. Thank you. So this is just like this knight's squire. Um, and then his his knight is like training for all of these tournaments uh, and he needs better and better practice companions. And so he has to uh, he has to start being like the target practice, essentially, <laughs> like the practice against the knight when he can't find yeah. other people to joust against. And so it's basically just like a year in the life diary of this squire who's just like having to you know go up and and joust his his knight all the time and his the knight's name is lance it's jousting lance <laughs> you know i'm watching that yep yep it's like a knight's tale yeah basically I love a knight's tale all right, these cards yes. entering into our giveaway for the month of April, which yeah. uh, the hot link for that is uh, posted bl below the video on YouTube and in the show notes for this if you listen to the you podcast. You too could have a wooden cemetery. Yes, this could this could all be yours. Plus other uh, awesome stuff that we can uh, that we give away every month with our Gleam giveaway. So go and uh, check that out if you haven't entered. Try your luck. and kittens and everything in between thank you for listening to episode 274 of magic the amateur if you're like wait i'm a dog that's between a that's cat between and a, a cat and a kitten it yep. really is everything you wouldn't know, but on this planet is between that that's right those two posts if you don't believe us google it <laughs> yeah next episode we're probably going to be able to talk about dominary draft for the first time which is going to be exciting be sure to check out our YouTube channel for some hot vids, including a literally hot video when we crack open a box of Dominaria and uh, are forced by ourselves to eat hot spicy chips, a hot chip challenge. That's right. Uh, coming very soon, by which I mean tomorrow or already now, if it's after Tuesday, April 24th, yeah. you can watch our pre-pre-release video. Or just a pre-release. Wait, nope, that's what I meant. Pre-pre-pre-release. <laughs> Our pre-release vlog. I don't have words <laughs> anymore. It's real fun. You can come along with us yeah. and watch us as we open our pools and be like, oh, this is what I would have built. Or like, good job. Or that was cool. What is time anyways? You know, Google it. I will. <laughs> we Thanks have so much to Google. Again, as always, to everyone who supports the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash mtacast. Did you already say that? No, not now. Not now. Wow. Earlier on, I did. Good job. But if me. time is like happening for you, strangely, it could have been five seconds ago. It really could have been. You never know. But yeah, thanks to everybody. Come and join our family. If you haven't yet, uh, we highly encourage you to do it. Only a small fraction of our listeners and viewers actually do this. So it me it's uh, extra super important for people to join if you have the means. So thank you to so much. Patreon.com slash MTACast. And thanks again to Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash MTACast. We're so very happy and proud to have them as a sponsor of the show. And everybody who's ever used Card Kingdom says, you know, they're just the, the premier spot to be able to do magic mm -hmm. business. Anyway, that's our episode, you know. Yeah. Hashtag Brawl for All. <laughs> <laughs>